<laughs> I don't think people realize that I'm actually 75 years old. No, I don't think they know. No, it's all the micro abrasion skin work yeah, that I do. The I'm just in a chamber most of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in a sitting, chamber. Sitting in front of a humidifier. Yes. <laughs> On threads. Welcome to the Footy Museum and the Footy Museum Podcast. My name is Justin Woody, and I am the co-director of the Footy Museum, and I am joined by my wonderful friend, who also happens to be a co-director of the Footy Museum. No, it's you, Maria Van Dyke and Lee. How are you, Maria? I'm doing, now I'm doing wonderful. Wow. It's so good to see you, and I'm always amazed that we end up doubling up our outfits between podcasts. But you're wearing that wonderful, warm uh, Leeds sweatshirt. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's for Leeds United, not Leeds University or the University of Leeds. I'm we'll never sure. know because it's very generic. Do they have, does, do universities have sport teams in England? So does like Leeds, the university in Leeds have a, a soccer team? Maybe they have like their own football? club, but like they would be like one of the community clubs. I don't know. I wonder if they would ever play Leeds. Like could Leeds in play In the Leeds? Open Cup? In an Open, like the collegiate US Open. Maybe they could. Well, play. they have like the all teams, even non-association teams cup, don't they? The FA Cup? Yeah. Is that the one? There's two cups. The Carabao Cup? The Turkish Super Cup? <laughs> There, there are two cups that are like everyone can play, but in one of them, almost anyone why can play. In one cups, of them, why is it always cups? Did like, was there a point when soccer first began at the beginning of football? Was there a global shortage <laughs> of cups and bowls? And so you would go through a whole grueling season just to have some kitchenware? Is that like, were people just like at home with water <laughs> dripping through their fingers and like, we need more cups? And that's why for even like British. Uh, TV game shows. The prizes are a cake plate or a teapot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're just giving away. Maybe they're generations lost because they just didn't have proper um, dining ware. If only we had another cup. So were there ever forks or spoons given out? In MLS, there's the wooden spoon, which is given to the worst team every year. That's incentive to do poorly if you don't have a spoon. But a wooden spoon is much more useful than, say, like a shield. You could cook... A stir fry and a shield. I guess. But then why a shield when everything else you're giving is cups and plates? I'm so confused. Cups, plates, and, and then shields. I don't know. It's so weird. We should look into that. But we're not going to look into <laughs> like, that What today. else do I want? What's on my list? Like another <laughs> pair of socks. That'd be great. Today we're going to talk about something much more exciting. Um, oh, no, it's another cup. The African <laughs> Cup of Nations. <laughs> And it is actually the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations at Ivory Coast that is being held in January of 2024. Just another um, interesting moment in the history of this fantastic competition. It was moved because um, it was supposed to be in the summer of 23. That is the rainy season in the Ivory Coast, and they decided it was unplayable. I think there was even some flooding or some, there was like... Mm. Anyway, it was not possible to decide to move it um, to January. 
uh, leagues are not necessarily ha necessarily happy because they're like, oh, this is in the middle of all the leagues play. Africa, how dare you think of that with such short memory? Because I seem oh. to remember a competition <laughs> last winter. Oh. What was that? Now, there was a competition oh. in the middle of the season. I can't think of what you could be talking about. That, that oh. kind Lost of extended this. It was a lot of people were there. And it was. It must have been the Turkish they super. Moved it was it in Saudi of Arabia. Weather, yeah. Right. No, not Saudi Arabia. It was not. Qatar. It was in Qatar. So I don't know. It'll come to me. Anyway, I know that they're not the only ones who have done that. But anyway, that starts in the middle of January. Just do what starts you next want, week. Africa. Do what you want. <laughs> I know. It's your turn to choose. You do, and you produce the best players in the world. So <laughs> you should do what you want. So this is a biannual tournament. Um, uh, like we mentioned, is being hosted in Ivory Coast. There are 24 clubs, so it's quite a huge tournament now, 24 clubs from 24 countries in Africa competing. Um, and some of the top players in the world are represented represented in this competition. And this tournament is always super uh, fun to watch and has increased in popularity as it's been easier to watch through social media clips and streaming online because there are such great players uh, because uh, you discover new players because of some of the histories of these teams are so interesting the atmosphere is great um, so it's really exciting I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah but today we wanted to do an old-fashioned footy museum design dive into <laughs> some of the teams in the africa cup of nations so we each chose one maybe two teams to talk about oh Maybe three, says Maria. <laughs> Maybe one oh, shout out. Oh my gosh. Um, so I will start because that's the way the slides are in order. <laughs> the, the crest I wished I could do was Gabon um, because this is just amazing. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> See, that's it, how you do an open mouth. Oh yeah, there's cat. no tongue hanging out. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're referring to the Shrewsbury <laughs> Lions. <laughs> who have their tongues hanging all the way. eating peanut butter and they're like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> someone tried to get them to look like they were talking put peanut butter on the roots of their mouth um, but I also love this because it looks like this um, uh, this cat is wearing a hood with a, <laughs> with a scarf it's like a boy scout it's like a boy scout <laughs> But I love this, but they unfortunately did not qualify uh. and are not in the tournament. So I had to go to the next best cat-based crest. And that is of the Democratic Republic of Congo. I like this one, oh too. Oh, my gosh. Just truly fantastic. So I love the spots on this. Oh, the, 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 um, the... Is it a cheetah or is it a leopard? It's a leopard. Um, is... It, it looks like almost like a mask of a yeah. leopard and it's just the way it's smiling yeah. and its nose is almost like a pair of eyes as well. And it, it's so incongruous with the rest of the crest. I don't care. <laughs> so it's like a badge uh, style crest with a circle in it uh, where it says uh, Federation Congolese of, of the football. Uh, so it's the Congolese Football Federation with a soccer ball in the middle. And then F-E-C-O-F-A um, floating across the bottom on top of blue and red bands. Um, it's really distinctive and, and fun. Yeah. This is an interesting club because DR Congo has competed in uh, AFCON under a lot of different names. Yeah. 
So they were um, uh, originally competed, I believe, under Congo Kinshasa. Um, and then many people may know them as Zaire, right? And mm -hmm. then now they, again, are the Democratic Republic of Congo, not to be confused with the country of Congo, which is right next door, much smaller. It is one of the biggest countries in Africa, and it is also one of the richest resource-wise countries in the world. It has incredible uh, resources of precious metals, um, diamonds, um, and it's for that reason that its history is so kind of tragic in a way, uh, because it was really colonized by Belgium. A lot of its history was that colonial period where they basically tried to extract as much wealth out of the country as possible. There's been a lot of internal strife because of wanting control over that wealth. And I think in a lot of people's minds, when they think of Zaire, it was also an incredibly contentious period because of the autocratic ruler they had at that time. And we'll talk more about him in a second. But this is their the, their logo when they were Zaire. So the leopards. So that's okay. where the leopard comes from. And this is not, you know, maybe, maybe a tough time in history, but a really fantastic <laughs> crest. I mean, I can't, I only know that that's a leopard because someone told me. <laughs> it's like a Warshaw you can, test of a leopard. I mean, if, I, if it was out of context and it didn't say leopards on it, maybe kind of silhouette of Godzilla. Yeah. Maybe I have Godzilla on the mind right now because I am going to buy myself a poster of Godzilla for my living room. Oh. It doesn't matter. Have you uh, seen the new Godzilla? No, we were going to get a vintage one. Oh. I haven't seen the nerds. new one yet. Jeremy okay. loves Godzilla. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. What, what, are we, what are we talking about? Back to the political strife. Um, so this <laughs> was like the crest prior to the, the one um, I showed you when they were actually the country of Zaire. Um, and for most of the history of Zaire, the country was run uh, by this man, uh, Mobuto Seisi Seiko. Uh, you see him there, his, his picture on the top of his stands. This was actually taken at the famous boxing match between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman that took place in Zaire oh. in the 70s. Uh, uh, Mobuto Seisi Seiko was kind of known for his flamboyant style, always wearing that leopard skin hat. Um, he was also a, a brutal uh, dictator, really, that, that quashed any sort of dissent and held on um, for decades of power and really personally benefited uh, from the wealth in his country while a lot of the country struggled. But he understood, like a lot of leaders, the power of sport to kind of win over the populace. Um, and starting in the 60s, he decided he wanted to make Zaire, a soccer um, powerhouse in the world and be the first African country to win the World Cup. The team actually did make the 1974 World Cup um, and that was held in Germany. Um, and there was a lot of consternation at that time because global football was growing and there were fans who wanted to keep it kind of centralized in Europe and keep the powers in Europe who were dismissive of these non-European teams coming in, African teams, other teams. And you can imagine people weren't necessarily very generous in their views of a team like Zaire, which was actually a pretty good uh, squad. But there was um, 
some other things going on behind the scenes. So Mobuto Seiseko had brought a lot of the top players from uh, Zaire back to the country to build the soccer program. He gave them houses, cars, um, money, and he offered them for playing in the World Cup um, huge uh, uh, bonuses, essentially. Well, after their first game, a loss against Scotland, um, those bonuses kind of disappeared. They were not paid, that money. Rumor is that money was actually used to pay Muhammad Ali and George Foreman to oh. do their fight in Zaire. And the, the team wanted to pull out of the World Cup. But FIFA said, no, you have to play. Um, so their next game, they uh, showed up only kind of, they didn't really try. They lost like 9-0. And it was an embarrassment. And people right away were like, oh, these Africans don't know how to play soccer, blah, blah, blah. And then it became very clear to the players, as expressed by Mobuto Seiseko, if they do another performance like that, if they lose by more than three goals, um, there would be serious repercussions for them and their families. And it didn't help that they were in the group of death and the last team they were playing was Brazil. Um, so then we get to this game in Brazil and we get to a point where there is a free kick awarded to Brazil and this happens. So Brazil is lined up for a free kick and a player from Zaire runs up and kicks the ball, boots the ball away. And everyone's like, oh, they don't even understand the rules of soccer. What an embarrassment. Um, there was all sorts of awful I'm racist sure. things about. Yeah. But these players were scared for their families yeah. and their own lives. And they were playing Brazil and they did not want to get Brazil uh, too many goals. They did not want to lose by more than three goals. So they were trying to waste time in any way imaginable. Mm. So they attempt to run up and kick that ball was just another way to kind of uh, waste time. Um, and so, but for a long time, they were like the butt of a lot of jokes. Like they, they came and they didn't even know how to play, blah, 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 blah. But a much more troubling history um, existed. After that um, embarrassment from Mabuto Seiseko, he kind of stopped investing in, in soccer. You know, a lot of focus that same year went to the, the fight with George Foreman and Muhammad Ali, which there is a great documentary on Netflix about, if you haven't seen it. Uh, the, the fight called The Rumble in the Jungle is named by Muhammad Ali. It's fascinating. A lot of Americans at this time were drawn to Zaire because Mobuto Seiseko also was pitching it as a center of um, African pride and skill and prosperity. And a lot of people drawn to it, like Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, weren't really aware of what was going on in the country at the time. So it was this big event. Mm. Um, so I just found that was a fascinating history. Um, and then they kind of faded. And as there wasn't um, a lot of funding on the team, they did not do well and did not make a lot of the AFCON competitions. Mm. Um, they have had some amazing kits in the past. Um, so this one's from 2015. I love the uh, the leopard on there. I love the raglan sleeve. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, these great ones. Uh, on the left is a green Adidas 
with that central leopards that's from 1980 um, and I believe the one on the right is from 1974 just really fantastic and then this great one from 1990 um, just the epitome of 90s uh, kits yeah um, after Mobuto Seize Seiko was um, exiled um, and the as a soccer nation, they began to develop again and slowly improve, and they have really returned to form, um, and they are expected to be one of the strong contenders. And they have actually won the African Cup of Nations as Zaire and also as Democratic Republic of Congo in the past. Um, so that is who I chose. It's pretty interesting. That's very interesting. And I just did it because I wanted another cat head, and then it brought to this, this other history. And it really, wow. I think, highlights a lot of the political uh, reality of Africa, where it's such a, a resource-rich uh, country that has been exploited by external and both internal forces, mm -hmm. that if if given like a flat playing field, it, it should you know it'd probably be the most prosperous continent in the world because of all the resources there. Um, and also how that's related to soccer because it was always looked down upon, um, even though when you look at it, some of the best players in the history of the game have and continue to come yeah. from this huge continent, you know what I mean, with, with amazing athletes and there's amazing stories there. And what's great, I think, about the growth of AFCON again is that I think that's being recognized and respected more. And in the next World Cup, there will be the most ever... Uh, slots for African nations. I think it's up to seven hmm. <clears throat> from four, which is crazy that a continent that big would just it's have so four big. slots. Yeah, it's it's incredible because it's so huge and it's so diverse too. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. So um, there's still a lot of, you know, uh, there's still a lot of issues in uh, the DR Congo, uh, but I'm hoping that they do well in this year's competition. So now who wow. did you choose? Well, I didn't get so deep into um, all the the political history of yeah. the countries I got, but that was so interesting. <laughs> like this is so fascinating. I'm just like, this one has elephants. Oh, but when you have, <laughs> when you have crests like this, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, well, these it, are fantastic. When I was looking, I was like, I wanted to choose something um, that did feel very African. Like, and yeah. I was just kind of looking at a big map and not all of them were up to date, but mm -hmm. um, I was like, Oh, this one feels, um, it doesn't feel the the latest one. I've put them in order. Okay. Top so left. First, first explain who, who oh, they are. Oh, I'm so Ooh, sorry. Okay. We're looking at Ivory yeah. Coast, who are the hosts of this year's uh, uh, tournament. Mm -hmm. um, so they they are not only the host, but they have this excellent crest history. Um, I'll take all of them. Yeah. Um, one so, of each, please. <laughs> <laughs> so upper left is oldest, bottom right is newest, and we're going across. Okay. Right? Um, so, well, yeah, what caught my... I was uh, bottom right, which is the current one. Mm -hmm. um, just this joyful elephant. It is a very it's so jovial, happy elephant that has a a soccer ball kind of in the the top uh -huh. of its trunk. In its trunk, it's like playing back. with a soccer ball as a toy. Um, and the the C for Cote d'Ivoire is the elephant's trunk. Yeah, the peak of the trunk yeah, it comes around. It like curves around to make the C. So. Um, and it's a, and a beautiful 
a slightly faded green and mm, orange. It's a teal and orange, and it reminds me of the Miami Dolphins, who also have a very oh, joyful that a, dolphin right. mascot. And then the container for this crest is the um, outline of the country itself. Um, so the map outline mm -hmm. uh, in orange and then inside. And I like how they did it. They did a white stripe breaking up the outer stroke. So it's, it's in the container. No, it's, it's fantastic. White stripe, orange stripe, white stripe, and then the teal with the elephant inside. And that ball being orange inside as the center point, um, I think what's what makes it successful as a map outline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I look at map outlines and I'm like, uh, I don't know if that works. But I think this does because there's got the, that focal point. Yeah, it's such a mm -hmm. strong graphic yeah. um, with the not just the ball, but the, the laughing elephant. Mm -hmm. And then the, the older... Elephant. I said elephant. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one-step older version of that. So this one, the current one has been there since um, 2014 to now. And then the older version, which is very similar, except for that it's in a traditional shield shape. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as crazy about because um, it does feel more influenced by by European design. And that was one thing I was like, oh, yeah. do we need that? We don't need that. Um, so that, that was what, but still joyful elephant, really mm -hmm. cool design. Um, um, that was 09 to 13. Okay. Um, the one before that was back to a map design. This is my least favorite of the five we're looking well, I still at. like the, the map design just um, outlined in, in a, in a gold now. Mm -hmm. right? And what I think is interesting about this map design is that the coast mm -hmm. part of the map, so it's the Southern coast, which is where the water is. Mm -hmm. It extends past. Yeah, that is the, strange. So it's like, Oh, it's yeah, it's the ivory coast. It emphasizes that. So it's part of the design, which is interesting. And then within that, there's a green um, ball with an elephant's head. And it's kind of more typical of what you see. Just a silhouette. It's a frontal view frontal now. View, two it's not a two joyful elephant. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Can we talk about the one before yeah. that though? Because that, oh, I'm in love with this one. And I couldn't find this actually on any kit, but it was on the list oh I found. So I think, I don't know if this was in an official capacity or like a extra capacity, but um, this was, I guess, in use in some way or form uh, between 94 and 96. And it is like a really, really basic... Um, line drawing of an orange elephant who has the, the biggest eye. It does the biggest. It's, it's a profile of you. It the is elephant the biggest side eye. It has the biggest side eye. And it's. I think if you scaled that to elephant size, that eye would be three feet yeah, long. And it it's would. a human eye too. <laughs> it's, it's kind of pretty. It's a pretty <laughs> eye. And it's standing on um, like blocks that are in the colors of the flag of the nation, which they FIF. Also the, the elephant is outlined in white, but the eye is in black. So it gives it the heavy like eyeshadow. Yeah. It's vibe. very feminine. <laughs> and then the, the Cote d'Ivoire is coming out of the elephant's ah. truck. Like it's like well, that's the origin splashing that led water to the, uh, behind. The uh, later. Yeah. So okay. it was cool. Um, and then the one before that is more traditional and they had this one for the longest. They had this one from the sixties to 94 and it's, um, a traditional shield shape. It actually has two designs within it almost, um, within the flag that's imposed on the shield shape. There's the front on elephant and there's Olympic rings, which I didn't find anything about. I don't know why there are Olympic yeah, it rings looks like here. An Olympic, uh... Um, and then above that they have a, two squares side by side, very small mm -hmm. atop the shield. And, um, on the left, there's this really great, like 
profile of an elephant, kind of cartoony. Which again, you can see how that would maybe lead mm-hmm. to their later crest. Yeah. With a cute eye. And then in the one on the right, uh, there's an, an O or a zero. I don't and I'm, I'm not sure. I couldn't find anything about that, but it's it also very looks cool. It like a bean, maybe, too. I don't know. Yeah, and they have that or on... Or an eye. I guess it's an eye, I see, like I Ivory think, Coast, maybe. Oh, maybe. They have that on... Oh, but, but it would be... No, it's D-I, right? Because it's C-D-I. I bet it's one of those oh, clever so? ones where it's high design, where it's the C, the D, and the I all together. That makes sense. That's maybe what that's would, it. That's what I, I would guess. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I just... The, this happy elephant and the current one just is like come play soccer yeah. with me i hope that's it because it actually works really well the c on the left the i dividing it and the d on the right this one looks so um italian yeah it's it's it is very italian yeah. i and think the elephant is beautiful in that one too it's also in gold yeah. and it's the since it's um orange white and green for the flag colors um the gold plays really nicely off of that somehow and mm. yeah all great. A All plus. Great. A plus. Yeah. Good job, host. And they're country. such a fun team, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. The oh the apparently their supporters, uh well, the team are of course known as the elephants. I wonder why. Um, but their supporters <laughs> are known for like making the sound of uh with percussion and stuff, they're like making the sound of an elephant traveling through a forest. Oh wow. It's yeah. amazing. I I tried to find clips of that, but I didn't find any where they actually sounded like an elephant moving through a forest, although it occurred to me that I don't know what that sounds like. So. <laughs> Sad. I may never yeah. know what that sounds like. <laughs> Was this, is this it? Is this all you have? No. Oh. Here's Ooh. I oh. I included mm. I included the puma, the oh, puma no. kit I had to because it reminds oh. me it reminded me of the Miami Miami Dolphins again because it looks like a football oh, jersey. It's awful. It, yeah, those were bad. Carry on, move on. <laughs> I had, I wanted to I had to I had, I had to acknowledge I had it. To acknowledge it. Ooh, now this these is better. are good. Yes. See, we can see how good these are by looking mm-hmm. at how bad the other one was. That's true. These are '90s kits, and I think. Mm we should do a whole episode on African kits in the nineties Yeah, because I, this is a, uh, on the left here is a 92 <sighs> keeper kit. I, I am pro neon green turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was such with, a good, over a pink, I mean, that is, there's so much happening. Cow. It's yeah. so good and bad, but mostly good. It just, it's fashion. And it and looks like it has padded, shoulder those stripes on the shoulders look padded yeah it's to me. a structured there's structure yeah. in the fabric what i'm i'm always fascinated how that that people now are so enamored with 90s fashion because it a lot of it was awkward and uncomfortable to wear but i think what stands out in my mind is that people are trying something new mm-hmm. and there's so little of that now you know mm-hmm. what i mean this is so aggressively and enthusiastically forward I also think I don't know if it's because of social media or just TV or whatever in general but when people try something new now everyone's trying uh, something new in the same way yeah right so it's like you see it and then you see it everywhere and you're like that's true okay but it's always such small measures too it's like oh Mm. we we added a a green line or we (laughs) we moved the crest to the center we scaled it up yeah we we scaled it this year we're going sans serif. Down. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, then, oh no, 
no, these are fantastic. The one on the right is, um, I think from 90, 97. It's 97. It reminds me of Tony the Tiger. Mm. I like it. Okay. All right. And now I also um, wanted to highlight Ooh, a couple more that I... So this is South Africa and they have two um, emblems because they have their soccer emblem, which is the one here on the left, which I'm not that crazy about. No, it looks like a soccer ball behind a... It's a soccer ball behind a circle so, with a map of South Africa in it. And then horizontal lines through both mm -hmm. to suggest like, like movement, I guess. Interlaced television, very 80s. Or like peering through... Um, Venetian blinds. Maybe. I don't know. But I wanted to talk about the one on the right. Oh, okay. Which this is what all of the South African, or at least what I could find the soccer and the rugby teams play with. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to highlight this because this is, I learned this is a quintessentially South African um, thing when my friend whose father's South African was getting married and I did a little illustration for a wedding of this flower, which is the uh, national flower, the King Protea. Okay. Um, and it's very like important in South Africa and symbolic um, of their national spirit. Uh, and it represents change and hope in the African tradition. So I, cause I was looking for things that were quintessentially African when I was examining all the crests. And so I was like, yes, I, I learned about this from my friend and I'm like, this is very African and I'm glad that they have this on their crest. And South Africa does not have a long history in AFCON because they were banned throughout all the years that they had an apartheid government. Yeah, that's yeah. they. What was their first year then? It was. It would have been eighty nine or ninety, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here it is embossed. It looks very nice. And then here it is on their kids. Yeah. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Very um, nice. And then I had a little favorite here. This is Angola. Mm. And the flat version of this wasn't very interesting, but there was something about it that I was like, oh, I want to look into this. And then I saw the embossed version. I was mm -hmm. like, this is cool. Uh, so it's, we're looking at an enamel pin mm -hmm. that's, that's orange with a red soccer ball. And inside the soccer ball is a, a drawing of what I believe is a black sable antelope, which oh, is their nice. national uh, animal. Um, but it's very stylized. So it's mm -hmm. like kind mm -hmm. of a suggestion of one, not a literal drawing. So it's, it's really cool. And I like the color play on this one with the black, red, and orange. Um, yeah, you don't see the black, red, and orange very yeah. often. Yeah. So it was, I just thought it was kind of striking. And then I also wanted oh. to... Look, <laughs> look at that. Look at those thighs. This is 1996. Some 90s thighs right um, there. The 1996 was basically their best kit that they ever had and i haven't really liked one since but want to give them a shout out yeah and, it's red uh, yeah with yellow red and black stripes of varying widths mm -hmm. starting from midpoint down so it almost looks like a horizon line mm -hmm. and the number i like how the number sits right on that horizon line yeah and, and also like this is i think the reason baggy kits caught on um in the 90s is because everyone watched these African teams and they're like, they look amazing. <laughs> but then they put them on like, you know, like the 17-year-old um, belt, like <laughs> Dutch kid. And it just didn't have the same effects because this is like, this is majestic. And then <laughs> I don't think it translates to all figures and types. They're having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think this is against South Africa right here too. So that's the South African kid. Yeah. 
um, yeah. Well, great. Yeah. So I'm going to do my best to watch Africa. I think Egypt, again, is probably a favorite. They've won it the most. And we can't count. Morocco. Uh, Morocco. Yeah. After their strong showing the last World Cup. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. Ivory Coast at home. They're always good anyway. Now they're at home. Um, so another cup to watch. One more cup. One more super cup. For all those poor footballers who have no kitchenware. <laughs> <laughs> They're so thirsty because I ran around They're so much. so thirsty. We just want a cup. Please, and we sir, hate doing dishes. Can we play 52 games in order to receive a cup? Oh, shoot. We lost again. Oh, no shoot. cups for us. One year without a cup. Yeah. Oh, well. So that's it. And that's the story of football. <laughs> is that what? And that, my friends, is the story of football. You know what someone told me? What? So Bree and I are, we work in the museum world. And last summer I curated um, a show on Andy Warhol and I did, I recorded the uh, audio tour. So, you know, you go through uh-huh. and you press numbers. So it's like number one and so and so on. And I was using my museum. <laughs> the one that you don't use on this podcast. The one I don't use on this podcast. And it's like, <laughs> if I did it on this podcast, I'd be like, the, what would it be? The elegant flowing robes <laughs> of the national football team from Ivory Coast just hints at the broader rich history of that nation. <laughs> that would be my museum voice. And then someone said, oh, it's, I love, it sounds so great. I would, you should do one of those sleep apps. <laughs> you know what, my nephew. And my whole professional self crumbled oh yeah um you know my nephew told me is that he does listen to this podcast oh, as, right. as his good night podcast <laughs> and that sometimes the outro music wakes him up <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just imagining he's going to sleep right now and i hope you have wonderful football dreams and i want you to realize you can be anything you want to be. <laughs> Do not lie to yourself. <laughs> the world is an adventure waiting for you. Good night, sweet friend. <laughs> Good night, Joel. <laughs>